travel is a catalyst for transformation. And this is what we talk about every week on the Travel Coach Podcast. Here, inspiring stories of people whose lives have been changed through travel. Some have uncovered new strength, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, while others have discovered new potential for relationships or careers. All have found that travel helps to chart a new path. Tune in and jump on board. It might empower you to realize your own travel dreams. Oh, Ciara Carter, welcome to The Travel Coach. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. This is awesome. My favorite subject in the world is traveling. <laughs> ah, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for accepting the invitation as well. Yeah. Okay, so before starting, I would like if you can introduce yourself very quickly to tell us a bit more about you and about, about what you do. Yeah, so I'm Sierra Carter, and I have a podcast myself called Run Thrive Survive. I really work a lot with how we can become healthier in our minds through our bodies and how we can use our environment to do that because there's a lot of struggling. A lot, you know, we always give ourselves the excuse of, oh, the gym's too far. Oh, it's too cold outside, something like that. So I give a lot of life hacks, things that are realistic to really make your life easier mentally, physically, and emotionally that are going to help you excel in life. Um, I love running. We talk a lot about running. You don't have to be a runner to listen to it, though. We talk about everything else. But I love running, so I love to share the, the, the love for uh, being active. Yeah, that's beautiful what you do and, and very needed. And I love following you and all you share about running. <laughs> so <you>. funny. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Ciara, so you know the Travel Coach is all about stories of transformation. Yeah. And I would like you to share what does transformation mean to you. So I think transformation could mean a lot of things, definitely depending on what I'm thinking about. But in my life, it's about transforming from where you are to where you want to be in life. So you start here. Maybe we're not where we are right now. That's, that's okay. Some of us feel uncomfortable. Maybe some of us are comfortable. But transforming our lives, taking those necessary steps to get to where we want to be is really like what I think of when I, think, when I hear the word transformation. Yeah, that's a great definition. I love it. So, what's the most transformational travel experience you ever had? I'm my trip to Egypt, absolutely, hands down. When I went to Egypt, I had five days to prepare, and I had never been out of the country of the U.S. So, I'm not wow. sure where everybody that is um, tuning in where they are right now, but I live in Florida um, in the United States, and my boyfriend, he's he... he he was born in the States, but his family is, well, his mother's half Peruvian and his father is Egyptian. His family lives in Egypt and he always goes to Egypt. He kept asking me for months, do you want to go to Egypt with me? Do you want to go to Egypt with me? Do you want to go to Egypt with me? And my answer was always no. And it was no because I was scared to travel outside the U.S., especially when it was during COVID. This was back in October of 2021. I didn't know what the restrictions were over there. I didn't know what the restrictions were in the States. I mean, it was just this whole mess. And I kept thinking, I'm not going to go to Egypt. There's just no way you're going to get me to go to Egypt. Five days before, my mom calls me. She's like, I think you're going to miss a big opportunity if you don't go to Egypt with him. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, that was the one place I always wanted to go. And she's been all over. She's like, I never got to go to Egypt. I never got to see the pyramids. I never got to see any of the temples or anything over there. She's like, you should go. So I book a ticket. And... Wow. So you're telling that before October 2021, you never traveled outside the U.S.? No, I've before. traveled all over the U.S. I mean, I, went, I, was, I was 
I, for the past couple of years, I travel somewhere every two weeks. I would literally get on the plane every two weeks and go to a new national park, a new state, a new somewhere in the U.S. But I've never, ever been out of the U.S. I've never been to Mexico, Canada, or the Bahamas. Nowhere. I've never used my passport. The U.S. is so big. Yeah. The U.S. is so big. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Cuban, if I say I never travel outside Europe. So it's like different countries yeah. in itself, right? So it makes sense. But you had this opportunity, this invitation from, from your boyfriend. Yeah. Yes. And he told you, come to visit my family. Yeah. No, I, so I met his parents before because everyone was like, oh, you haven't met his family? I was like, no, I've met his parents. I love his parents. We all get along. I've never met his sisters that are over there. And of course, I've never met the rest of the family. But I was also uneasy about it thinking, well, if they're all speaking a different language and they're all speaking Arabic, and I mean, I can't, I wouldn't even understand Arabic. I can understand Spanish, but I can't understand Arabic. So it would be a whole new world if I fly over there. So that's interesting. So tell us more about the, the obstacles or the fears, right? So if we go back yeah. to the mindset of Ciara in October yeah. 2021 before that, because maybe some people who's watching now is also afraid about uh, going yeah. out of the country. What's the barrier, the language barrier? Yeah. Tell us more about these uh, obstacles and how did you overcome them? So it's really interesting because I've talked to, I have, a, we actually have a common friend and she's never been out of the U.S. too. She's my age and she's dating one of my boyfriend's friends who's an Egyptian and she's, he's trying to get her to go to Egypt with her soon. And it's funny because I see her barriers now and what my barriers were one big one was COVID. I wasn't so scared of the, the disease. I was more afraid of the restrictions. I didn't know what the restrictions were anywhere else. Um, and then of course I did also didn't want to get stuck anywhere. And then I was also really scared of when I get over there, I know I'm not going to be able to read any road signs, which was correct. I couldn't read a road sign <laughs> and, I couldn't. and I just didn't know what a, a different country would be. Cause it's, I, I kind of go back to this like typical American mindset of, Oh, why would I have to leave anywhere but America? And what happens when you do, it's just so different, but I knew I had to adapt. So there was a lot of these like obstacles. And of course, I wasn't going to be able to understand people. If I tried to talk to somebody on the street, they most likely were not going to be able to talk to me back. Um, I know my boyfriend kept saying, that's, that's just not how it is. A lot of people do speak English over there. So my mindset before, prior was like, it's going to be a whole new world. I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to be in this like totally different utopia than where I am right now. And I get over there and he was correct. Most people do speak English or a little bit of English, which is helpful. It's useful. And which, especially if I don't speak Arabic, I don't even think I could tell you how to say hi in Arabic, to be honest with you. And I spent two weeks over there. Um, and once I got there, I realized you feel weird. You're in like a whole different country. You're still in this, you're still living. It, it's just this weird thing. Cause you're, I was thinking we were seven hours ahead from where I live now. And I would wake up and it's like talking to my parents. If they're still morning there and it's afternoon over there, it was just this whole different world. But the mindset really changed when I realized okay, somewhere else, which sounds so silly to some people who travel all the time. But when you've never traveled outside of your comfort zone in your country, it's a whole new world. And kind of going back to my friend, a lot of people are actually scared to travel to Egypt, which I think 
at first, I mean, you hear all this stuff. I kind of didn't know what to expect of traveling to Egypt, especially when you hear America, some people don't treat Americans very well. And to be honest with you, even as a woman, I ask, get asked that a lot. People will be like, well, you're a woman over in Egypt. How was it? It was fine. They are actually probably more respectful than they are in the States. I didn't have one single problem. I felt safe the entire time. It is a totally safe country. And it's like, oh, it's such a beautiful country. Absolutely gorgeous over there. So who helped you to, to I suppose you went through all this process, right? Because all these fears and, and, and yeah. worries, that is normal. But being also your boyfriend, a local person, I suppose this gave you some comfort and, and, yeah. and made you feel safer. But you mentioned also yeah. your mom was encouraging you, right? To, to yeah. supporting you to go there. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because like before I was going to go, I was friends with this one girl and she was just so against like anything new. She, her mindset is in this box and nothing new. So we, when we kind of stopped being friends, I was like, maybe she's incorrect. Maybe I should go to Egypt because her idea of Egypt was, oh, it's going to be bad, they're, you know, it's, don't go over there, it's dangerous, blah, 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 and then, like, when my mom's like, no, 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 you need to go, and my mom, my mom and I are close, and I was like, okay, mom's always right, she knows I'm going to regret this if I don't go, and of course, my boyfriend was trying to tell me different, but why listen to your boyfriend, right, like, that doesn't happen, so, <laughs> um, but, like, when I got over there, everybody was so welcoming, his family is, was so helpful, so welcoming, and of course, I didn't have to ever worry about transportation, or talking to people in, um, like, the language barrier, because my boyfriend does speak fluent Arabic, his whole family speaks Arabic, um, so somebody was always going to be there with me if I had questions, if I needed help, it's not like they were going to send me into the middle of the city, or out somewhere on my own, they definitely always had somebody with me that could speak Arabic. Yeah, that was definitely a good point for going out the yes. comfort zone. But within the, you know, the security of you're going to be in good hands and, and, yes. and all this is important. So what's the first thing, you know, when, when you arrived there, what, what impacted you the most? Maybe it was like you expected or was different and what you felt when you arrived? So when I arrived, it, it, was, it was different because oh, it was differently the same. Let's say that because I... I expected I would arrive in this new country and you would get this like rush of you're in a brand new environment to be completely honest. And somebody told me this before I went, they said, the minute you land in a different country, the minute you land in Egypt, especially because they knew I was going there, you're going to realize that we as a whole, not just Americans, not just uh, Egyptians, us as like worldwide are way more connected than anybody could ever imagine. So I landed it didn't feel any different. I felt safe. I was like, all right, this is another, this is a whole new country. We're just walking through. And I mean, there's people of all kinds. I think that's the coolest thing um, ever is going places where there's just so many different people with so many different backgrounds and just so many different stories. And it's hard to keep up. And when I got there, it was, it was almost so exactly from Florida. I'm from New Mexico. And I had to laugh. Because Egypt is almost identical in so many different ways to New Mexico that I felt almost at home. And it was wow. such a weird feeling. Yes. Why is that? Tell so, me an example. This is, okay, so a couple examples. If, you, if, any, if anybody's been to Egypt that's listening to this, you know that most of it's sand. 
Well, if you've been to New Mexico, especially Southern New Mexico, it's all sand. The only difference with our sand versus Egypt sand is we have plants. Like we do have like the desert plants and the cactus and I don't know what they call them um, in New Mexico. Egypt is pretty much just sand dunes. So the smell in the air was almost identical because you could smell, <laughs> this sounds bad. It's a refreshing, but you could smell the dirt. You can smell dirt in the air. And that's how New Mexico smells um, because you, when people kick up dirt, you can smell the dirt. And so that was really interesting. The climate was pretty much the exact same, like to the summer climate in New Mexico and just the whole atmosphere. So I think in Egypt, they call them mud buildings. In New Mexico, they call them adobe buildings. So in New Mexico, you have to make every single building, like Targets, Walmarts, Taco Bells out of adobe and homes. And they look identical identical to the buildings that are in Egypt. So when I'm driving through Egypt, you know, his family's like showing me like, these are the buildings and stuff. They look identical to the ones that are in New Mexico in some parts. And I thought that was so interesting because two separate cultures so close together. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Also, when, when you said, I imagine it very different. And then when mm -hmm. you go out of the country, you go out of the comfort zone, actually the reality is not that bad, right? It's not that different. Not at all. Even people that you felt that they have also different backgrounds and, and they are more respectful that you also expected, right? Yes. So sometimes we hear in, in the media, we hear uh, from other people that uh, some uh, cultures or some countries are dangerous or they are not, you know, they are different. Right. But you need to be there to realize that it's actually not real. Yes. And I mean, I think I like to take that with a grain of salt. I do think there's dangerous areas everywhere you go. I mean, if you listen to the news in America, the big cities here, when you're going downtown into certain streets, they're not good. They're not good mm. places. There's not. But that happens every single place you go. So to single out an entire country for maybe a street that is dangerous, I just don't think is fair. Because you could easily do that to America. You could go and tell everybody in America we're in turmoil. You know, everybody's like, burning down the buildings were up in flames but i mean if you came to where i live nothing's happening you know it's, it's awesome so it's it's hard to tell people that because people do get stuck in their ways but that has to be like one of the biggest mindset changes and challenges that you give yourself is all right so what you heard this on the news but you need to understand that might not be reality people actually live there they're not fleeing the country they live there they're fine type of deal and there's a reason they're fine because it's actually a really cool place to live Yeah, that's a great point. Very important. So is there any anecdote or some special, you know, experience that you had there that you remember? Especially? Man. Okay, so my favorite one, and this is so funny because my boyfriend, he gets frustrated with this because we did so much for two, two and a half weeks. This happened on the second day we were there. And my favorite part of the entire trip, and my boyfriend will tell you, he should have just stopped there if that was my favorite part was riding the camels in front of the pyramids. So we went to the um, pyramids of, in Giza or of Giza and we rode a camel in front of them. And I still can picture us on those camels. And these are like floppy animals. Like they'll take a step and they kind of waver and they go down, take another step. I mean, they're not like horses, kind of majestic creatures. They are wobbly. They kind of just shake side to side. And they're just absolutely just awesome creature but you're just riding out in the middle of the desert with the pyramids the sphinx is in the background the wind is blowing it was kind of hot we were there in october it wasn't terrible um and it was just such an awesome experience 
because there's just nothing like that. Like this is the real deal. There's no other experience like that. Yeah. You could not experience this at home. No. You could not have this kind of experience if, unless you, you travel there. Right. I think it's also because it, it fits that, that image you have of a, somewhere in your mind. Because I know my boyfriend will always be asked, do you guys ride camels around town? And you know, that's not true. But he, he says he's been asked this all the time. He's like, everybody asks me if I ride camels to school. And I'm like, well, that's just silly. But like, when you get there in around this area, around the pyramids of Giza, they are riding camels places. They're riding horses, they're riding all sorts of animals. But to just, when you think of Egypt, everybody thinks of the pyramids with the camels and the sunset. And it's kind of like hazy and dusty because it's a desert. And when we were on these camels, that's exactly how I pictured it. And it was just so cool to be living this moment, this iconic moment that you see on television, that you hear people talk about. It was just mind-blowing. Yeah, absolutely. And the pyramids are a very special place. And yes. Energetic, uh, very beautiful place to be. Absolutely. What else did you see that uh, surprised you? Yeah, so we went to, that was the, like, that was the first day. So of course, like, I'm already mind blown. This is so awesome. And then we went down to Luxor. So Luxor is a whole different town. We had to fly there because it was been a, so we were in Cairo when we flew into Egypt. We had to fly down to Luxor, take a domestic flight down to Luxor because it was a 10 hour drive. And we didn't want to do that. It was just an easy flight. And we saw all the mummies' tombs. Now, when I went into, because you can go into the pyramids. A lot of people don't know this. You can actually go into the pyramids in Giza. What's in the pyramids of Giza, it's really cool. It's a, like a tomb, a walkway that you have to like walk up and you get into this room. Now, I told my boyfriend, where's the writing on the walls? Because when you think Egypt, there's always writing and high hieroglyphics on the walls. And he's like, oh, that's down in Luxor. So we flew down the Luxor and we went to all the temples and it's called the Valley of the Kings where you go. And I think there's like seven or eight temples, probably more. I think we went into four of them and you can go down into them. And these things are absolutely incredible. Riding across the walls, beautiful colors, just everything. And it's just mind blowing that people made these. They made these without bulldozers. They made these without common modern tools they made these with their hands they made these with you know like hard ma like manpower and it's just so awesome so we went there and down in luxor too is the karnak temple and i think the temple or um the luxor temple we didn't get to go to the luxor temple but we went to the karnak which um was one of my favorite places in luxor too because these pillars were ginormous there was like I wouldn't say hundreds, maybe like 10, 20, maybe about 70 huge pillars, humongous pillars. I have a picture on my Instagram of like me sitting on one. I mean, it's like a whole wall and just riding all the way up. And then it had this huge ceiling and a lot of it had fallen already because of, um, I think it was an earthquake, but these things again were made like they were lifting these huge rocks and everything up without any bulldozers or cranes and just to see that you're sitting you're thinking why can't we build a why, why can't we build some building down the road with all these tools that we have and these egyptians were out here building everything by hand and it's just so historic and incredible so we did that we also saw the um i think it's called obelisk 
it's pretty much the it's made of oh man i don't want to be quoted on this marble um made of some kind of stone it's really tall and at the top they put gold on it and it reflects off the sun now of course when you're there they tell you that people have stolen the gold a lot of people have dug up these mummies and stolen the mummies gold and stuff like that but just to be there and see all this stuff like it's been there for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years and it's still there and people made these without anything it's just it's mind-blowing the entire time you're there it's mind-blowing absolutely when it you really see is. that it's, it's incredible it's unbelievable I, i was listening to you and, and your excitement right and i was just thinking imagine that you decided not to go what you would have missed right oh my god really i sit here and just like thank <laughs> like i thank god every day that there was somebody my mom in my ear was like you need to go to egypt because i remember i was driving we have causeways here in florida and i was driving over the causeway and she's like i think you're going to miss this huge opportunity i was like you're right i'm like mom i got to go she's like well, i'm like i got to call i got to call my boyfriend so i call him and i'm like i'm going to go to egypt with you he's like are you serious like he's about to leave in five days he's about yeah. to leave in five days i was like yes i'm going to come to egypt with you he's like okay he's like are you sure i was like yes and i was like up the phone I, like, i can't go back i can't go back i have to go now and honestly i don't like to admit admit this but he'll tell everybody but i don't like to admit it i actually did kind of get into a panic when i was flying over the atlantic i've never been on a plane ride more than three or four hours so when you have me there six hours in we're in the middle of the atlantic and i still have another five hours to go i started hyperventilating and it's like one of those things i've never experienced on a plane so it kind of made it scary for me but i don't want that to ever deter people but i want them to understand that may happen but you're not going to die you're going to be okay don't let that ruin a huge experience cuz i if i let that ruin what i experienced in egypt for two weeks i i mean you don't know what you don't know but at the same time going back I'm just so thankful. I just sucked up my fear and just took this chance to go and I just I want to share that with people because there's always something that people are scared to do that they'll, they'll come up with every excuse in the world. I had every excuse in the world not to go. Oh, I have to work. I have to do this. Oh, I'm so worried that my clients aren't going to are going to be upset if I take two weeks off. My clients were so happy for me. Three of them were like, "Thank God I was scared you weren't going to go with him." I was like, Why didn't you guys say something? And they're like, "Well, we couldn't tell you what to do." And I was like, "So you just you don't know what you don't know, but always take these opportunities. Life is short." <laughs> that's that's yeah, I couldn't put it better here, Sierra, because it's what the excuses we buy, right? Uh, the plane can be the work, can be I don't have the money all the time. Yeah. And and we just buy that because we are scared to do it. We are out We're of the scared. comfort zone and it's not easy to go out of the comfort zone. So we it's are going to grab any excuse to keep us safe at home but then we miss these opportunities that we don't know what we missed but then when we are there it's like oh my god imagine i didn't go right so exactly exactly it's important this decision can make can change everything because at the end in life what we will have is experiences so and these experiences you do it now you do it in the present moment that we are creating yeah. this our life by experiencing different different yeah. things and different places Oh big time. And I think I think spending money on experiences is one of the most valuable things you can do. Cuz I think that's another thing a lot of people with it, when it comes to traveling they make the excuse of oh it's expensive. Trip to Egypt was less expensive than trying to fly home to see my parents right now. 
to New Mexico. And that's a five hour flight versus a 26 hour flight it took us to get to Egypt. And so I'm just thinking, you know, I'd rather spend more money on experiences and things I can remember and think, I'm so excited I did that than maybe this cool new necklace that I have, which is great, but I mean, I want the experience. So I'm willing to spend as much as I have to on some of these experiences. And sometimes they come in a great time at a great deal. <laughs> yeah, it's about knowing when to go and, and, the, and finding the, the best deals you can. Big but time. Absolutely, and experience is always much better than any material, material thing. I'm wondering, because I'm always curious, um, in these trips that are meaningful, we yeah. usually meet people that we are meant to meet. Did you meet anybody that you remember, especially during this trip? So I met a lot of his family and I think that was really awesome. Uh, awesome. And I'm trying to think outside of it. So they're not, we don't really like talk to a lot of people. I'm not, obviously there's a language barrier, but meeting a lot of the people he grew up with was really cool. And it put into perspective. So maybe they didn't touch me personally, but they touched me through him. So like in a way, I got to see how he grew up and I get to see, I, so I'm in behavior. I, I love the behavior analysis side, why people do something. Why do people do X? So understanding who his friends were, understanding where he grew up in Egypt, how it was over there. I can like really understand why he thinks in some of the ways he does now, because it's so much different from other things that are in America. And I've always noticed different things he does. And it's because, of the people he grew up around out there and it was just a really cool way of like when I talked to his friends how they like who they are now how they grow up and it's still like you know it still plays a big role who he is so I wouldn't say like maybe I made a lot of friends out there but just knowing like it's like bringing me that one step closer to him and understanding who he is oh, that's beautiful so you got to know better your boyfriend yeah his family yeah I'm sure that the seeing the observing the behavior of his family in their place they are from is different than if they just visited in the US right you didn't get the same sense right right because there's cultural norms right so like in the US you kind of you like no matter if you try to or not you kind of conform your way into how we are here and I had to conform my way into how they are there in a way like you know you respect what is right or wrong over there it might be different from here like the driving over there much different they don't have lines on the road. And honestly, I keep saying like, they drive like there's no rules. The only rule is to like get to, from A to B and don't hit anybody. And I personally kind of like that more than how we drive in America because people are aware over there. Like they actually know people could hit them. Whereas here, everybody thinks everyone's following the rules and we see so many car accidents because that one person isn't and we don't know how to react. Mm -hmm. um, so I you know, and I think it's different kind of wherever you go, but like you kind of conform there with the driving. Um, how you speak to people is different because um, like America, we have the middle class, upper class, lower class. Like we kind of have this like mixture of people and it, we don't really talk to each other differently. We just, I don't know. I, I couldn't say in um, America, but like when you go to other places, like I could recognize there is a lower class and then there's an upper class and there's, there's not a lot of like mixture in between. So that was really different for me to understand because you kind of have to be careful how you talk to different people, which is just different than what I experience here on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the cultural factor is, is yeah. important, the difference, right? 
It's huge. Wow, amazing trip. And <laughs> being the first experience internationally was I'm quite, quite, quite contrast, right? From your oh normal God. daily life. Yeah, huge. <laughs> I'm just curious to know how your life changed after this trip. What happened when you went back? Yeah, there was a lot that changed. So I would say I started to see things differently. I I didn't have a very closed off mind before I went out to Egypt. I really did. I kind of was like stuck in my ways, stuck to listening how people, to opinions people had of other things. And that had a lot to play in with like, you know, when you listen to the news, you don't question what the news says, which I don't know why we should all question. Um, and you just kind of like start to think, oh, I'm not going to do that because nobody else wants to do that. That's dangerous. So it kind of like opens your eyes to think, but how about we question it? Maybe jump on the opportunity. How about you experience something for yourself so you can form your own opinion before you take somebody else's opinion, establish it as your own and start to believe it. So honestly, like that whole mindset change opened me up to really trying new things. I was actually more in to how people live differently so like my other best friend she lives in Norway and I think that's going to be my next trip is going to Norway to see her and it's just kind of cool because I'm more open to it because I'm like I can't wait to see how you live there and it's this whole new sense of respect of how I live versus how other people live and it's I don't see it as a oh they live this way it's like oh this is cool you guys do this differently this is how we do it I wonder why you know why we do this differently why is that? It's like more of a question to explore the different cultures, the different traditions versus somebody closed-minded and is like, ah, whatever. I've always done it this way. I'm never going to do it a different way. So it's, it was really cool to just be in this new arena of try it, see if you like it. If you don't, that's fine. Somebody else does. You don't have to do it. Yeah. Now, careful because he's addictive. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just right. <laughs> That's I amazing. cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot yeah. wait because I told my best friend. I was like, I can't wait to see you in Norway. And she's like, wow. She's like, a year ago, you're like, maybe I'll come to Norway. I was like, well, Norway just opened to everyone. So they were pretty like shut off for COVID from no matter what, they were shut off. And now they just opened. And I'm like, I'm on my way. I'm going to come see you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now nobody will stop you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's awesome. Great feeling. Wow, Sierra. I am so enjoyed to, to listen to your story here. But we are arriving at the end of the call. Time yeah. flies. But you know, I don't want to let you go before you share with us. From the place you are from, what would, yeah. you, what would be the hidden gem you want to share with us? Yeah, so I'm actually not going to share something with Florida. There's a lot of hidden gems in Florida, but I want to share something from New Mexico. And, well, one, New Mexico is a state in the United States for a lot of people listening. They always think I say Mexico. But one of the biggest hidden gems in New Mexico, I want to say, is the, the mountain versus the desert contrast. So when you go up to northern New Mexico, near Santa Fe is a really well-known place, and Taos, you will get desert with like rocky mountains and a lot of people go to Albuquerque and they just stay in Albuquerque or they go down south to Las Cruces or Alamogordo and that's just all desert but once you're up near the mountains you're literally in a contrast of Arizona and Colorado coming together to have this awesome beautiful kid beautiful sunsets and to go hiking in these mountains it's just a whole new place and a different experience and then one more hidden gem um checking out that area is get a sopapilla a lot of people don't know what a sopapilla is, but it's pretty much fried bread and it makes a pocket. 
And it's just this cool thing that you eat with honey. And it's not, it's an appetizer. It's not a dessert. A lot of places, Mexican restaurants and other places will make it a dessert. It's not a dessert. It doesn't come with, it's not a funnel cake. It's a sopapilla. And it's strictly a new Mexican food. And it's traditional. And I found the place here in um, Florida that actually the owners are from New Mexico. They have sopapillas. And I've never been so excited because nobody knows what I'm talking about. When I say, eat a sopapilla, you'll, it'll change your life. <laughs> wow. We take notes of that, definitely. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much. Last but not least, if somebody wants to contact you, what's the best yeah. way to do so? The best way I'm most active on Instagram, you can... Uh, follow me on Instagram at Run Thrive Survive. You can message me and you can also hit my link tree, which has my podcast, my website, my email, and you can contact me there. So Instagram has all my information. Lovely. Thank you very much, Ciara. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you, you so much. It was awesome. And Thank you so much. And everybody tuning in, happy and safe travels. Bye, Ciara. Take care. Thank you.